0: You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with Pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us.
1: Well, hello, welcome back to the Alter Echo Sermon Podcast. This is your scripture and your message for Sunday, August 14th of 2022. As you listen to this, uh, this is actually one whole week after I recorded this podcast. Normally, we record uh, Pastor Andy or me records our sermon podcast uh, just days prior to the preaching of this word in public worship for St. John's. Um, but this these two weeks are a little unique for me. I have the great privilege of being one of the voting members at the ELCA Churchwide Assembly in Columbus, Ohio, uh, which is being held um, Monday, August 8th through Friday, August 12th. And so, in order to not bring all of our recording equipment along to Columbus, I am recording this one week early for you. So, as you're hearing this, I have been Um, having a wonderful experience being united with the church throughout our country, the Lutheran Church, that is, Um, just a segment of the whole body of Christ. And so if you are listening to this and you come to worship on Sunday, I can almost guarantee you're going to hear a different flavor of this message. But here's where we are in this time um, as we think about the spirit of life. Today we'll be reading Luke chapter 20, verses 27 through 38. If you've got a Bible, you can open that up and read along with me. Some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and asked him a question, this question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife, but no children, The man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, the first married and died childless, and the second and the third married her. And so in the same way, all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had all married her. Jesus answered them, Those who belong in this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore, because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where Moses speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. For God is God not of the dead, but God of the living. For to God, all of them are alive. Friends, this is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So first of all, I think we just need to name this. Whenever we speak about death or about resurrection, we cannot speak about these things without calling to mind the people we love who have died. Conversations about death are never purely theoretical, nor are they hypothetical. But our conversations about these often weighty and emotional matters are always held with the memory and the grief we forever carry of those already passed from death and into new life so whomever comes to mind for you when we read scripture about death and we when, when we consider our questions about death today we hold these beloved ones in love and we bless them and people of god i bless you and your grief because we all have questions about what death is like and what happens when we die. Now, in all things, our language matters and our words and the weight they carry absolutely have significance. And this is no exception. It is important for us to say when someone has died that they are dead or they died. Because other language honestly sounds a little bit vague, and I think actually shapes our theological understanding of death far more than we think. Nine out of ten people probably will say that someone has passed away, rather than say that they died. But pass away sounds like they have gone away, that they have left, or that they are not coming back. Which... Sounds to me like there is now a separation between us and our loved one. That there is some sort of impassable distance or physical space between them and us. Pass away or go away sounds like this is an irrevocable change. That that is the end and that it is binding forever and ever. But the Bible actually doesn't tell us that those who have died are gone. (laughs) The Bible actually doesn't tell us that they are separate from us or that they are somehow spatially far, far away. Death is simply a state of being. It is a true part of our existence as human beings. It is an inescapable part of the life that we experience, but it is not the last part we believe in faith. Death is a step on our journey, perhaps a little bit like a pit stop along the way or a transformation moment. So the thing that's really curious here is that death itself in our faith has been defeated. Death has been conquered. Death has been overcome by Jesus Christ in whom God promises us that you And I, we, all of us, will experience resurrection life. Resurrection life, everybody. So because God promises that it will be life, a particular kind of life, actually, uh, I want to invite us to consider what it would be like if we changed the phrase pass away and stopped using that and changed the movement part of that phrase. That perhaps if we stopped saying pass away, we might say that someone has passed through death instead. Now that might not sound like a huge difference to you (laughs) and you might be thinking me a little bit silly, which you would be right. But here's where I'm going. If instead of passing away, we pass through death, then we must be going somewhere else. Because if we pass through death, then there is there is and there must be another place that we are going to continue living on. McLaren says in his chapter today on this, on this uh, point here, you will not pass into death, he says, You will pass through death into a greater aliveness still, the banquet of God. Trust God and live. You will not pass into death. You will pass through death into something else. And not only a very vague, open-ended, curious, impossible-to-know-something else, you and I will pass through death into a new resurrection life in which God has grace and love and light beyond all of the goodness we have encountered and imagined in this life. Now, the scripture ends today, Luke chapter 20, verse 38, by saying that God is not God of the dead, but is God of the living. For to God, all of the dead are alive. God is the God of the living. So our beloveds, whom we carry with us in our hearts and our memories, those who are so near to us that you can almost feel their presence sometimes, our beloveds who have have already died, are living in light and beauty and joy with God, restored and freed and healed from the trappings of sin and shame that haunted them in this life free to live a life far more wonderful and far more beautiful than the life they had here. Whether their life here was full of suffering and challenge or whether it was full of grace and joy. And isn't that good news that we want for our beloveds? That whether they had a comfortable life or whether they had a challenging life, that life in the resurrection is just far beyond anything that we could imagine could possibly be true or hope for. And we, beloved children of God, who live here, we get to live this life fully for as long as we have it, surrounded by the people we love, until we get to experience all that God has in store for us, in the fullness of resurrection life beyond what we know or see here, a living in God's presence in a whole new way. This, I think, is what it means to be people of faith at its core, to be people of Easter, people who believe that Jesus did not stay dead, but rose from the dead, and because he is not dead, he invites and beckons and welcomes us, into resurrection life, even after our own death. We cannot avoid death. We cannot escape it. We cannot fountain of youth elixir ourselves into eternal or into immortality here and now. But in faith, we claim the promise that has been offered to us generously and graciously, that death is inevitable But it is not the end of life. God is the God of the living, of generations past whom you miss, of the ones who died too young, of the ones who died before we even got to know them, and God of you, living child of God. So even as we continue this life, with our questions and our curiosities about what death is like and what death has in store for us. Let us trust that God is both here and there, that to live now is Christ and to die is gain. And as we live with both of those truths, let us give thanks and praise to the Lord, our God. Whose mercy endures forever. Now, because this sermon is a work in progress and will undoubtedly have interesting insights from Churchwide Assembly as I get to hear fantastically gifted preachers, I'll leave you instead with one more quote from Brian McLaren. He writes You may imagine that dying will be like diving or falling. Or stepping into a beach, big we into a big wave at the beach, you will feel yourself lifted off your feet and taken up into a swirl and curl and spin more powerfully than you can now imagine. But there will be no fear, because the motion and the flow will be the dance of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The rising tide will be life and joy. The undertow will be love. And you will be drawn deeper and deeper in. For you who have fears about death, for you who eagerly await a resurrection life, and for you who are grieving loved ones this day, who hope the best for them, let us give thanks to God for God's unfailing love that is present now is present in death and is present in all of life that is to come. Amen.
0: And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, If you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.